0: Welcome, friends. This is your host, Holly, from the Healing Hall. Welcome to Season Two, where I will be interviewing powerful individuals that have overcome disease each week. Tune in to learn the different ways they approached healing. As a friendly reminder, this is not medical advice, so please check with your doctor before making any permanent changes to your health. I would like to welcome Julie Henderson that has reversed her multiple sclerosis symptoms by taking a natural approach. It's quite fascinating, her story, so I will let her explain to you. She has
1: the website patched by Julie, so welcome, Julie Thank you, Holly, for having me. I'm very excited to be here today.
0: Yes, thank you. I'm excited to hear your story. And for the audience, this is our second time because something went wrong with the recording. So <laughs> <about second>. yeah. <laughs> the, the fun parts of life. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, Julie, um, when did you notice your body was out of homeostasis or, or off balance?
1: Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny and maybe not funny is not the right word, but a lot of people, um, you know, I was diagnosed at this point in my life and they can say I looked back on it and I probably, you know, can can think about symptoms I had long before that. point. And I don't I don't think for me that that was necessarily the case. Um, mine started back when I was in college. I was um, just shy of 21 years old and um, I had ran a 5k and when i say run i I mean that in the loosest term possible because i don't think i really (laughs) ran but um you know nothing nothing out of the ordinary i kind of would join those things and and just do what i could and um, i never really was a runner but then um later that week i started to have um some trouble with my eyes and you know being a college student and working and busy i i kind of just messaged my mom and i said i think i have a tumor in a joking way. And she's like, you can't just let that go. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'll be fine. And so she made me go to the eye doctor. It was, it would shoot pain through my brain. And, um, I ended up having optic neuritis. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but I had lost like 90% of my field of vision and my one eye, it was very painful. Um, an MRI and, and a diagnosis a couple weeks later by a very um, bedside manner was not his forte doctor who just said, "Oh, you have multiple sclerosis," and I was like, "Oh, that seemed like something that I maybe regurgitated for a test in high school, but never really remembered what it was," and um, and I I can't think back about anything that showed its face before that, and um, but that was the start of my journey. So just shy of 21 years old optic neuritis that resolved itself, and then um, kind of just moved on from there, but um, certainly has progressed over time.
0: Yeah, um, and that's, you know, that's one of those things we take for granted, um, like the basics, you know, vision, being able to eat, you know, being able to walk, and it's quite scary the younger you are when you don't have life experience to then come across, I can't see. Um, Because, uh, you know, that that's one of those basic needs you count on that you think you're going to always have. So I can imagine that was quite, um, not only frustrating, but scary for you at such a young age.
1: Very, very much so. And, you know, living in the dorms and with my, my roommates, it kind of was like, what do what do I do now? You know, and it seemed like everyone else, I lived with my cousin and she at the time had said, and, and even my mom had said, oh yeah, I ran it by the doctor or like my eye doctor and this is what they think you have too. But nobody bothered to tell me <laughs> until that diagnosis came and it was kind of like a slap in the face, like nothing even on my radar. And you're right, like, what do you do? You know, how yeah. do you, how do you navigate when you're in the midst of your college career and just starting out life and figuring out where do I go?
0: So Julie, what, um, steps did you take, um, to navigate your multiple sclerosis diagnosis?
1: Um, I, I started with, um, some disease modifying medication. I started with um, copaxin. And, and that was a uh, inject yourself every single day. And as a 21 year old, that's not something that you really want to do. And after my optic neuritis resolved, I felt fine. So as any good college student would do, I stopped after about, I don't know, six months to a year. Cause I was like, why am I taking this if I don't feel like it works or if nothing is, is different or if I feel fine. And so for a long time, probably close to 10 years, I did nothing. Um, as I just moved on with my life. And yeah, you know, everyone would say, aren't you tired? Aren't you whatever? I don't know. I'm, I'm a full-time college student. I have three jobs. Am I, am I still supposed to be tired from my MS or is it just my busy lifestyle? And that's kind of how I've navigated through my life in general. Um, Even into my career phase and having children, it was like, well, am I tired because of my MS or am I tired because of, my life. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. um, It was about 10 years after that, that I, I kind of started to have more like nerve pain in my legs and things. And so I did um, because I feel like I'm a rule follower to a fault. And like, if they tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. And so I did, I I went on some more disease modifying medications. Um, I was on Reba for a really long time. And then even as of um, in 17, I switched to Ocrevus. Um, and and while my MRIs were stable, um, nothing active with Ocrevus, prior to even starting that, though, I'd had quite a few more lesions than the initial diagnosis, like probably to a point where it looks like I shouldn't even be able to walk on paper based upon those MRI mm-hmm. results. Um, but Ocrevus held it at bay from what I I did. And so like, I just kept doing it, but yet my mobility and um, everything else started to continue to decline. So on paper, I looked like I was stable, but from a physical standpoint, it was, it was not.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, and that's, that's what's interesting about the disease modifying treatments out there is um, like when I was presented with them, it's like, oh, we now have this, you know,
1: mm-hmm. like it's,
0: it's going to make it all better. And when I was reading the fact sheet, I, I was like, huh, I would rather have a numb face than brain death. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather have a numb face than breast cancer. I'd, I'd just um, probably six, seven months prior to being diagnosed myself. Had found a lump, a painful lump in my breast. And so I was already nervous of breast cancer because there was already obviously something going on exactly where I stuffed my cell phone, you know, (laughs) so... Um, it's, it's interesting when, when we don't take charge of our own health and we do just, I, I, I would uh, say that I was very similar to you and that I just listened to the doctor because they have the degree, they have the education, they, they know they're there to fix me, you know, they're going to make it better. Um, but that was like the first stand I had taken where I was like, mm, no, I'm good. Like, I, I don't think so. And, and so, what made you sort of shift and and change your mind about the um, the treatments you were taking and shift your your perspective?
1: Um, I wish I could tell you it was like an aha moment where I just said, "You know what I'm done. Um i I kind of had followed along with a lot of healthy eating groups. Um, you know, everyone says, Remove this, or remove this, or do this, or don't do that, and and I think um, for me, having a family of three and a husband from um, North Dakota who is meat and potatoes and bread all the way, like it was it was daunting to me to want to shift my personal diet um, and make some different meals for me that the rest of my family may or may not eat, um, and that that was in and of itself struggle for me that mental struggle that way but then also you know it was like okay well no gluten no dairy no whatever and I am not against any of those but for me it was like I like to eat and MS had taken so much from me like the one thing you're gonna you're now gonna take away any kind of food that I really like and so it wasn't where my mind went to I'm I'm telling you now that like as I've navigated through where we'll get to on what I'm doing, like my eating is changing and I'm shifting in my mind frame now, but now I have the energy to do that. And I think before it kind of wasn't, I wasn't looking for something new. I knew that if I changed my diet, if I did something else, like something might happen. And I wasn't at a point in my life where I could do that. And so, and that was more of a mental um, ladder or, Hurdle, I guess, if you will, more so than wanting. Um, but it was in February of 2023 that my neighbor um, came to me and she said, "Julie, I have these patches that I want you to try." And being very, um, I am a, my my degree is in medical. I, I work in the cardiology world, and so again, going back to that, you follow, you do what the doctors say, you whatever. I'm um, yeah. thinking very, very, very. Um, this can't possibly work. It seems like voodoo. Um, it seems too good to be true that things can happen. Um, and so she's like, "You just wear this patch, and you it it helps you. It activates your stem cells." And and so I did a lot of research because it just sounded wonky, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it cannot be true. Um, And so I spent a lot of time um, figuring things out and doing research and yes, finding pros and cons, right? There's a lot of opinions about everything, whether it be diet or exercise or all the things like everyone's got a pro and a con and it worked for me, it didn't work for me kind of thing. And so, But I decided that I was going to jump in because way back, um, my husband had asked, asked my neurologist, said if there's going to be a cure for ms what do you think it will be and she said oh my goodness i don't even know but i'm certain it'll probably have something to do with stem cells Mm -hmm. and i and so my husband remembered that conversation and as skeptical as he was he said i can't in good faith not let you try this knowing that stem cells is at the base of it and it's not stem cells from somebody else or some animal Um, This patch um, works with some copper peptides within our body and elevating those, which in turn elevates our own dormant stem cells. And it activates them and it um, helps regenerate them and even brings them up to a level that's going to be more helpful for us. Just in general, everybody needs active stem cells. And so as we age, they become dormant. Like by, I think, age 30, we are like 50% of them are gone. By like, you know, so like as we age by 60, 90% of your active stem cells are dormant. And so everyone like um, can do it. And so doing a lot of research, um, it's, it's been a positive move for me um, and allowed me to think about my life in different ways to then tackle those big things that I wasn't able to kind of tackle before. Yeah. And that, it's so
0: interesting to me because, um, so I, I guess at the heart of it, so my, my background, I was educated in dentistry, so very medically mm-hmm. oriented. And then I went back to school to be a physical therapist. So um, my mind still, like you said, is very like, you trust your doctor, your education's in the medical field. So you trust what you know, what you've learned. But then you have to like, you know, sort of open your mind to like, huh, you know, was everything I taught, you know, <laughs> like, was, was it, was it golden or is there this, this section of the world that I just don't know about that might have some truth to it? Um, and, and that's sort of the road I had gone, had to go down in with stem cells. So in, in researching and being in being, I guess I'm more of a researcher, um, now is, um, I would read the comments, I would read so many comments on all the different pages um, of MS pages. And one of the common threads that I saw was when you got to a certain age, doctors were taking patients off the DMT saying they didn't need them anymore. And that age range was anywhere from like the anywhere from the 50s, to I'd say the 60s range and I thought that's interesting why would they just all of a sudden because these patients were complaining like did this happen to you like they just cold turkey took me off and what always made sense to me was exactly what you just mentioned and that we were losing the stem cells and that um, possibly the body is not capable then of uh, you know of functioning the way it was before. Um, it it was just so interesting and I still don't have the answers as to why they do that. But, um, I, I definitely like, like you noted the stem cells that was in the back of my head, like, (laughs) huh, I wonder if it has to do with that. They only have 10% of their stem cells at this point in time. Um, (laughs) it's very interesting. Um, and it, it, It's very fascinating to me. Um, I also have studied breath work and practice a lot of breath breath work. I teach a lot of breath work. And um, one of them helps increase your stem cells. And to have a patch where you literally just have to go out in the sun and live, Mm -hmm. um, what a fantastic – you know, invention to have, uh, and, and to have an open mind, like, Hey, this works. Hey, this, this also works. Um, because there's so many of us that have gotten our health back. Um, so does your, like, what, what did this patch do for you? Like, how did it
1: transform your life? How, how much time did it take? Um, so, like going back to a little bit about it, it is phototherapy. And I think we've talked about that a little bit before. And, and phototherapy, like you said, going out in the sun, the sun is our phototherapy, right? This patch, mm-hmm. there's nothing in the patch that goes in and out. Like the patch just has these nanocrystals and these frequencies that we send out light and the patch kind of like is a boomerang and sends that light back into our body to stimulate those peptides. Um, so what, like, what did I see? Like within the first couple of weeks, I would. Was- Sleeping better. Um, you know, I have a bad leg or a bum leg, if you will, and, and I could barely lift it off the ground. And, and I started to see myself, like lifting things a little bit more and a little bit more. And, um, and then I was, I had more energy, you know, and some of it is that, um, with the patch, because our body is working. You wear the patch for 12 hours, then you take it off and you, you throw it away and you put a new one on in the morning or whatever. But because our body is working and regenerating these stem cells and doing that stuff, um, intake in water is huge and not only water, but electrolytes. And so I was finding that with my electrolyte supplements and even the more water. And I probably lived in a very dehydrated state to begin with. Like, mm. you know, I always thought I'd that those gallon jugs that say 8 a.m. You're doing good. Noon. You're <sighs> <right> there. <laughs> yes. I want to get one of those. I'm going to do this. And my husband says, how about you just start with 20 ounces, Julie? How about you just start with 20? And I'm like, what? But he's right. Like, I didn't drink any water. So was I feeling better because of the electrolytes? Was I feeling be- better because of more water? Yes. But like the patch works better because our body works better when we're hydrated. Think about when, I mean, we all probably live at a, not only a little bit of a dehydrated state, but also very deficient in a lot of our electrolytes, right? Potassium, mm-hmm. magnesium, sodium even. And so do all those things help make you a better balanced person? Absolutely. Um, I really do think that, but I, I started, um, uh, I had physical therapy and, and one of the big telltale signs was I didn't tell my physical therapist right away, but we were doing um, the anti-gravity treadmill um, because I, I struggled to walk without, with 100% of my body weight without a lot of fatigue um, for any length of time. And so we would, for the most part, for like two to three months, every, you know, I'd walk for 10 minutes at 50% of my body weight at 0.8. Uh, miles per hour and then we'd rest and then I'd do it again and she maybe it was no take that back it was at point it was at 70% of my body weight I'd walk and then for the second 10 minutes I'd walk at 50% because I would get too fatigued well I noticed the end of March that um, I was like you know what I can I can go a little faster remember I started the beginning of February and so I bumped it up to 1.0 miles per hour we still did 70% and then 50 Um, and then I kind of mentioned something briefly to her I'm like well I've been trying to this patch out but you know I I don't want to say too much because like I had still skepticism I still had doubt um was I making it up in my head was I doing any of those things but I can't make up walking faster I can't make yeah The other things that were happening Um, in the middle of April, um, I had a month off for various reasons of physical therapy and um, the anti-gravity chudma was broken and she... um, So she's like, I still want you to go on the treadmill. So we went on the regular treadmill and I walked at 1.0 miles per hour with 100% of my weight for 15 minutes. Wow. He looked at me and she's like, are you still doing that pat? And I said, yeah, I am. Um, And really the the thing that happened this summer and so i've seen little things like that happen it's slow progress i've had multiple sclerosis since 1999. um so 24 years of damage of of and i have a lot of healing and i'm still in the process of healing and i i truly believe that my stem cells are slowly repairing because that's what they do repairing the damage that's been done over these years um This summer, so it was the middle of July, the same neighbor that introduced me, she teaches my daughter piano. And she, um, take that back, in the beginning of June, she says, I'm going to take these sticks away from you because I do walk with two walking aids. Mm -hmm. And she said, how long do you think, how far do you think you can walk without these? And I was like, not very far. (laughs) Like, these are my lifeline. You know, I started walking with one aid in 2017. I added a second one last summer in 2022 because I was falling. And so they're my, they're my independence. They're my ability to walk. And I don't go anywhere without them. And so I walked about 10 feet before I begged her to give them back to me. That was the beginning of June. Um, the middle to end of July, about the middle of July, she's like, let's, let's do it again she's like, I just want to see, I just, you're walking so much better. You're not swinging your leg around. You're moving straight. Like you're just better. And I was like, I don't know. Um, that morning I, I walked a hundred feet without my sticks. Like wow. I put them down on the ground and I walked down the sidewalk a hundred feet. We had to go to get tape measure cause we didn't know how long I'd gone, but I walked a hundred feet on my own without my walking sticks. Um, I still walk with them. I, I, um, there's that fear of falling. It hurts. Right. And so, but I, I walk more through my house without them, I, without bouncing off of walls or countertops. Um, it's, there's a lot of damage to repair from 24 years, but, yeah, uh, but to be able to stay, I, I mean, tears in the driveway right after we did it. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't know I could do it.
0: Yeah. And that is, that's so beautiful. I, I just want to congratulate you because I mean, that's a tough step. And the, the toughest step there is like you were talking about earlier is the mental part of it, because you have needed those crutches, so to speak, you know, uh, um, it metaphorically, physically, but then to have the idea that maybe I don't need them as much, or maybe one day I won't need them. Um, it's, it's almost shedding and letting go of a part of you that has been a part of you for so long. Um, I, I know I interviewed first Matt Rowe and he also walked with, um, with AIDS and there was the moment when he realized he didn't need them anymore. He had forgot them. He never went anywhere without them. (laughs) He had forgot them and he thought, Oh no, I cannot do this grocery shopping without my, you know, my sticks. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it. He just, in his mind, he's like, no, I I think I can do it. And he did it. And then he thought, well, do I need them? Um, So I want to thank you for sharing that because that's a very vulnerable um, detail to share. And, but it's very powerful because um, when, when we have sort of in our mind that we have to live a certain way, we don't always see the the idea that we, we can change it, that it can transform, that it can be different. So that's powerful. And, and I mean, wow, like that's so February to July, you're yeah. walking 100 feet on your own and full, full weight on a treadmill where you couldn't do that before. I mean, that's That, I mean, it doesn't, it seems like it's a slow progression, but realistically that's pretty quick in my mind, um, for having, you know, neurological damage. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not really a long time for, um, living for 24 years where you couldn't do that. Right.
1: It seems so, um, you know, as someone, I think a lot of us are a little bit humble and and whatever and just say like it's it's only 100 feet like really is it that big of a deal then that's a huge deal (laughs) I'm like why am I so excited about 100 feet like but yet at the same time like it's 100 feet that I couldn't do before right and we couldn't and we have to celebrate the small things and I think that there's just um, there's independence in owning that fact. And, and I think that you're right, like we talked about the mental piece of it. And so that is one thing that has, has really been a positive thing outside of like all the MS things, but MS brings us some mental, like, you know, I think it bogs us down. And, and I really, what I've also noticed is it's given me the confidence to like, I go to the gym by myself. It's. I don't walk pretty. It's not whatever, but I get there and I do what I can. And and that was something that I would never do without my husband or somebody else with me. And so I think if we can gain back some sense of independence and ability and be confident in even the small things that we can overcome, um, whether it be mentally, physically, or all the above, I think it's that's a positive. And a win for all of us. Um, yeah,
0: it really is. Um, I mean, you know, I th- I'm part of groups where they're celebrating taking a few steps yeah. without a walker. So to take a hundred of those, you know, a hundred feet worth, um, that's a huge deal and a huge accomplishment um, because it does. It takes the body time to to start. Um, well, and really it comes down to, um, which, which is sort of a horrible thought to think you've lost trust in your own body. <laughs> but I know for myself, when I was barely walking here, my face goes numb. Um, I had lost trust in my own ability to take care of myself. And so to then be able to rebuild that relationship with your own self rebuild the trust that I can trust my legs again I can trust me uh and maybe for me um I I had post past trauma for me I think it was I was trusting myself for the very first time I don't think I had truly ever trusted myself um and and so like what a powerful movement to to be able to put those in and and give those to your neighbor and say okay i'm going to trust myself today yeah and and then be able to do it i mean it's so powerful so i love your story um it gives me goosebumps because <laughs> it is so powerful and um it it goes down to you know, our, our cells, when we get, when we get down to it, everything's energy, our cells are sick. So it makes sense that then we would do what we needed to do to fix them, do what we needed to do to nourish them, do what we, um, you know, the, the sun, um, definitely gets into our mitochondria Our mitochondria need it much like a plant. So it's very interesting. Um, I was, I, I'm just blown away when I hear these different things <laughs> that I didn't know about because I did not know about the patch until I met you. Um, so it's it's very um, fascinating to me, just the things that other people have come across and invented. And they invented it for a reason because they know, hey, we need to, to fix the cellular functioning of the body. So how do we do that? And we, they, they know the benefits of the sun. So then to create a patch that penetrates even like gets it in there even deeper. Um, and, and so people like me, my family has a family history of skin cancer. Mm -hmm. And, um, I believed, I mean, I was slathered with (laughs) SPF <laughs> the highest SPF you can ever think of and the truth of the matter is is that more that early morning sun is safe yeah the evening sun it's safe yeah so um you don't you don't need um and when you're eating healthy it increases your protective layer um from the sun so there's all these things that i think misinformation has been put out there about getting out in the sun. And so I personally am out in the sun daily, even despite the fact my entire side of (laughs) my mother's side has gotten skin cancer. Despite that fact, I am out there. Um, because I now trust my body. I now trust that these, these natural, um, Things that are, are, you know, things grow in the sun, right? So they you, need it. <laughs> we we all need the sun. It's just getting in there at the
1: right times. So um, I think uh, we've been like, I don't want to say led astray, but ma- made out to be afraid of it. And I think there's, yeah, it's just like anything, right? Moderation or the right time, the right, whatever. You're right. Like the sun, we are light and. And we need it. And we need it to survive. We, like, sitting inside all day is not good for us either. No. Well, um, okay. I think that, you know, we are light. We emit light. Just we need the light from the sun. And, um, yeah, I, I I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and So I will I, – I'm going to actually – put an app there's an app for everybody that's listening that's called d and then minder m-i-n-d-e-r and so if you download that app based on your skin color your skin tone it will tell you the best time of day in your area so it's specific to your um, area code um it, what what time you should be out in the sun, and then for what duration mm-hmm. you should be out in the sun, based on you. So it's completely geared to your body and your your skin tone, um, and your wherever your your time zone, wherever you're at. So um, I like to use that app. Um, one of my functional doctors that I have seen uh, gave me the app um, to download. And so uh, that's a fun little tool along with this patch. Um, So how would people, if they were interested and wanted to try this patch out, how would they contact you?
1: Um, So you can contact me. I, I created, I just, I was having trouble finding like a lot of different things and a lot of stuff. And so for me, it was important to streamline Um, Some of the information. Where can you find the clinical trials? Because there's over 80 clinical trials um, with the different patches that LifeWave the overhead, has to offer. Um, But the different things that they have done, blind studies, things along those lines, and so. And then information about the sun and how we are light, and then how the patches work as the phototherapy. And so I tried to streamline it and put everything together. Um, and so the best way to kind of get to that information is um, my website is patched by Julie, so patched by Julie J U L I E dot Weebly W E E B L Y dot com. And so there you can kind of most of my links go to other other websites that have that information. It's not um, all my own information. It's more of just kind of like gathering it all together and sending it out so you can. Do the research and and look at it um, how you want. And it's not, it's not just for multiple sclerosis, right? Like um, my husband, he said, I said after a month, I said, you need to try these. And he's like, I don't have anything wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> they always do. They, my husband too. <laughs> And so then he says, I was like, I don't care if you don't have anything wrong, like whatever, but let's just try this. And so he's like, yeah, you know, I, he had a hernia last summer that he had repaired and he'd still had some residual pain. He's like, I don't have pain anymore. He's like, I don't have pain in my knee. He's like, I have more energy. I, and I see, I was like, okay. He's like, well, I just don't know. And I was like, well, you don't have to do them. I'm not going to stop, but you don't have to continue. He's like, no, I didn't, I didn't say I wanted to stop. Like, you know, he's like. And even my 17 year old son who has, um, ADHD and he's not medicated and it's not to that point, but like I have, um, he has been patching as well. And I just feel, um, that you can sell like the edge is taken off a little bit and he, you know, he's the kid who can't remember to sometimes brush his teeth, but yet he remembers to patch every day. And so clearly there's something about it that must be a little bit soothing for him, um, and among other things. And so um, it's, we all are losing our stem cells or they're all going dormant. So no matter what we have, or even if we don't have something, um, it's, you know, the copper peptide, if you read up about that, it, it has properties for anti cancer or anti aging. Um, they call it, it's not anti aging, or, or what did they say? It's like age reversal. Like there's some things where people in their studies that after six months, um, some people have reversed their vascular age by seven years, seven to eight years. Wow! Um, it's... Like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> who
0: wouldn't want that? I'm I'm gonna be forty-two, so uh, take away seven years, please.
1: <laughs> so, just different. I think that to a certain extent and level, like we all um, could use something that's um, more affordable than heading down to Mexico and and. Um, for a stem cell treatment or something along those lines, um, which that-
0: isn't really safe because they, um, with that form of stem cell, they are using chemotherapy and wiping out your cells first. So I, I, I
1: looked into that and I'm like, mm, that doesn't seem safe either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done it, and I and I don't, you know, I don't discount that. Like we all are are reaching for something that's going to work for us. And and I think we all know with multiple sclerosis that there's not one of us that has the same story. Like, Mm-mm. everyone has something different that has happened to them, the way that their disease presents, what it looks like, and what has worked or what hasn't. Like, everyone is so different. And that's, like, the maybe one of the most frustrating, frustrating parts about multiple sclerosis is that, like, you can't say, oh, you have MS, then... X, Y, and Z is gonna happen to you. Or if right. you do this, then this will happen. Like it's it's so different for every single person. Like we have things that we can all like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, but everyone's journey is so different. Um, it
0: it is, and and in, in my research, that is one of the things I am very vocal about. In that the the literature is there, the PubMed's are there. You you look up gluten and lesions, research is there. Um, so not only lesions but demyelination. So the links, there's multiple links for multiple sclerosis, and they're there. You just have to go do the research and find them yourself. So it's it's. Interesting, because I, I always tell all my clients, if somebody comes to you and says there is, a, you know, that they came up with a, a cure for MS, heavily question that, you know, <laughs> heavily question that. Because, but like the patch, that helps you at the cellular level. So that helps with pretty much, we know all disease sort of happens at the cellular level. So
1: it, it would help with practically everything. Well, that's what they say. They say, you know, I mean, everyone has a disclaimer for whatever, but you know, it says the patch does not treat here, blah, 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 Well, no, it doesn't because what's happening is like the phototherapy, right? Where it's increasing the peptides in your body, which is activating your stem cells. The patch isn't doing anything. Our body is what's doing all the work. Yeah, like, our body is like With that use of the phototherapy, our bodies, it's stimulating that increase in copper peptides, which does the stem cell thing. The patch doesn't do anything. It's non-transdermal. Like, nothing goes in. Nothing comes out. It's just – that's and that's just what it is. Like, you – the patch isn't healing. And you're right. Like, if you read something, oh, this is going to heal you or this is going to cure you, like, you have to do your own research. Or you have to get the science or the validity behind it all. Um, because that's how we learn, and and if you aren't a researcher, that's fine. Then find somebody who is, or make sure that your articles or your whatever you're doing has validity behind it, and then you can, you know, jump on board or do whatever. But right, exactly, and and um, I do want to also
0: mention most of us with multiple sclerosis, if not all of us, are vitamin D deficient, and vitamin D. Um, controls so much of our functioning, including moves our cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a conversion there, and and so getting in the sun, getting it naturally is. Uh, you, you we release a metabolite, 125D, and it's a super metabolite. So I have to imagine that this patch probably helps with that, and it's. Mm-hmm. For eight hours, this metabolite is boosting and and healing your body. Um, and, and like, like you said, it's not the patch; it's your body. But the patch is basically helping um, increase the body's ability to do these things that it was naturally meant to do. Um, so. Anyways, I wanted to mention that because that is, like, a huge part of MS. And I think a huge part of a lot of the symptoms is what happens
1: when your body does not have vitamin D. <laughs> not designed to heal. Our bodies aren't designed to be sick, right? No. So our bodies are designed to heal. And this not just allows you to help your body, like, give it a look, right? Like, just to, to move things along to allow you to to tell your body, like, this is what we need to go. Let's produce some more of this stuff. Let, let's get on board with making us feel better, you know? And so they say, you know, I mean, there's been one patch miracles where somebody, you know, within 24 hours, they feel better and they're, I don't want to say, you know, they're, they're not healed. They're not cured they're but they're like, they're moving their symptoms along. And then there's people that take a little bit longer. Again, I, you know, we've talked about it, like, I'm like, oh, February to July or even August, that's like six months. I feel kind of like, oh, am I behind the times? But again, when you have 24 years of damage to repair, um, that's not just going to happen overnight. And so Mm -hmm. even if you change your diet or any of the other things, and that's that's one thing that now uh, we just came back from vacation and I told my husband, I said, you know what? I'm ready to tackle now the food issue because I know I feel better, you know? Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to say, Holly, is that I, um, my last infusion was in November. So I was supposed to go for my ocrevus infusion every six months and I was supposed to go in May and I chose not to. So like no longer am I doing any of the disease modifying medication. I, um, I felt so much better, and I never felt that they could get this, like, crap gap right before you're supposed to go in for your infusion. You feel like garbage because, you know, you need the meds or whatever, and I I never felt that, and I, um, somebody told me, they're like, because I said, what do I do? This is what I've always known. I've always known to just go do my meds. Things have been stable. Like, what do I do? And somebody, yeah. said, the meds will always be there if you want them. Yeah. And I was exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, right. They'll
0: always be there, though. Always be a doctor
1: to prescribe them. They <laughs> will <so. laughs> never. Right. And so I didn't go in May. I canceled my infusion and um, I had my follow up in June with my neurologist or whatever. And I, I told her about him. And, and she's like, all right, let's get baseline MRIs so we know where we're starting with. I mean, because that's really the main kind of thing that we can see. And um, I, I never look back and I don't. I don't intend on ever going back. Like, I I feel good and I, I feel positive and I've never been in a better space.
0: So Julie, we will end with, do you believe you can heal?
1: I believe that I am healing. I believe my body is, is in a state where it's starting to repair and heal itself. Um, and proof of that is by my ability to walk and the things that i've been able to do over the last six months that i haven't been able to do for years so i believe that yes i am i am healing i can heal and um you just kind of need the right tools and the right things put in front of you to to help that happen
0: Exactly. Well, I thank you very much for sharing your story and being here and spreading hope to others.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, you too. Bye. Remember,
0: it's your life. It's your health. Take charge because healing is possible.